0: You haven't lived until you've heard the show Americans are talking about. The show that launches its listeners to the height of humanity. The audio hour that travels the landscape of adventure. The sound that comforts more than the clip of your first bolt. (sighs) It's the Ogden
1: Outdoor Adventure Show! Uh, We're Outdoor Adventure Summits the Airwaves. This is the Ogden Outdoor Adventure Show. I'm your host, R. Brandon Long i am with you for the next about 40 minutes or so. Across from me in Banyan 1 is the best co-host in all the land, Todd to the top. How are you doing this morning? Good. Late. Late. Yeah, whatever. Late.
2: I started my day still at work at 8 o'clock, so I just ran here, and then I get to run somewhere else, so and right. then I get to run somewhere else, so it's I'm not like my day just started. Job.
1: Late to this job. Yeah. yeah, three minutes. <laughs> Sitting next to Todd uh, in Banyan 1 here is Daniel Matthews. We're going to talk about Indy Ogden. Sounds great. In just a minute, um, we are inside Banyan One, hanging out uh, inside the Monarch Building in the heart of the Nine Rails Arts District. This week on the Ogden Outdoor Adventure Show, we do have Daniel Matthews of Indy Ogden. The awards are coming up. That's really right. Quick. So we'll uh, chat with that about that soon. On the docket, in the news, including an updated snow report, which is you can probably guess, not much going on there. Uh, poached elk, freeze dried, freak out. Uh, flying coronavirus Everest closing question mark oh no O'Brady. Oh big gear zero waste riding to remember and Antarctica is bleeding we'll give you something worth listening from the New Yorker something worth reading from adventure journal a gear 30 segment including something new from Patagonia which is pretty interesting um, a my land segment quote of the week outdoor jukebox all of this and more on the Ogden outdoor adventure show episode 353 Indyagon poached elk and conservation, so let's charge. He summits with the agility of a mountain goat, flashes routes faster than UPS, he is more intimate in the mountains than Jake Gyllenhaal. He's Todd to the top. what are you doing at like eight in the morning working?
2: Getting ready for snow days. That's on Saturday because uh,
1: yeah,
2: tomorrow good. is pretty much van sessions day from like three yeah, o'clock no, until really morning. Is. Yeah. And then I get to wake up the next morning, but it's our last snow days. Uh, it runs from uh, 10 to noon uh, at the Kimball Arts Building up at uh, Department of Visual Art and Design on Weaver State campus. It's four activities. Uh, two are spring-ish related Even though uh, it's, it's snow days We're getting a taste of spring And then two of the activities are St. Patrick's Day related Oh, wow, nice, yeah. I love it already So yeah. I'm trying to get we that are, all wrapped up It is up, March,
1: St. So. Patrick's Day is coming Well, we'll lead off this week with a little weekly happy As we do, this is A, a comedy, a little stand-up here about A Midwest guy who goes skiing I think you'll like it Do you
0: have any skiers out there? Any skiers in the audience? Nice, that's, from the Midwest. that's like going to a brewery he and might say, Do any drinkers in the audience tonight? I remember my first time going skiing in uh, in Vail. I was in Vail. I was actually driving out, out west with my uncle, and uh, we decided to stop in Vail. Okay, so we get up to the top of the mountain, and look, I don't mean to brag, but I was a pretty good skier. Okay, is Charlie I, Barron's, I, I by skied the way. <laughs> In Wisconsin, we got a ton of skiing hills. A lot of them are, it, admittedly so, former uh, dumps that they just snowed on top of, okay? Alright? I, I, so we're on the top of Vale, and uh, my uncle's like, yeah, I'm gonna go down this blue uh, square. And I was like, not me. I'm going with Double Black Diamond. He was like, no, 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 you're not. No, you're not. I was like, relax, relax. I've been to Sunburst. <laughs> I do the double black diamonds there. right? I got it, okay? So the first time I learned what a mogul is is when I'm about five feet over one going ass over tea kettle down three different moguls. I was like, wow. Now here's a tip. Here's a tip. When you go ass over tea kettle over a mogul, what you should not do is walk down the hill to get your first ski, and then walk back up the hill to get your second ski.
1: That's, approach it. that's not what <laughs>
0: you want to do. That's not the correct order of operations. So I'm huffing and puffing because, uh, you know, I had not been taking care of my body uh, at all. Uh, I was 22. You do the math, okay? My lungs were not liking it, and I was walking up this thing. And I finally got both skis, and I was sitting there, like, trying to punch this, this ski back on, and I couldn't get it. And then all of a sudden, I hear... You gotta put your toe in first, bro. And I look up, and it's an eight-year-old
1: girl. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: I'm, I'm just emasculated. I could not get it. There was snow in the thing or something. I picked up full skis. Do you know how hard it is to walk through like, half a mile of moguls just like this in your ski boots? I have to get all the way over there. Finally, I could get one ski on, mind you, everybody going down the hill is pissed at me, okay? And I finally do the thing where you just ski on one ski until you hit a tree, you know, like Sunny Bono, but not that bad. And,
3: uh, oh. uh, it's been
0: enough time. And, uh, <laughs> time. and then I just rested on that pine and I just chucked the other one in and then I was done. I was at the bar.
1: Oh, University. we can all relate. All right, Charlie Barron's giving you our weekly happy first time skiing out west from Wisconsin. Um, which is, you know, I don't know, maybe we maybe some of you can relate. Who knows? Um, welcome to the Ogden Outdoor Adventure Show, Daniel. Um, the Indy Ogden Awards are coming up,
3: yeah, next Saturday, as so, a matter of fact. Next Saturday, March 14th, March, Saturday, the
1: 14th. Yep, 14th. Okay, are you nervous? <clears throat>
3: I am anxious. anxious. Yeah, this is your first. Yeah, this is my first, so it's kind of a, a you know, a, a make a make a mark kind of a situation. And there's always when you do events like this, a lot of moving parts. And I'll tell you, the I'm I'm really looking forward to it uh, being over.
1: <laughs>
2: no, sometimes when you're planning these uh, big events, you there's a part of you that is already looking forward to it being over.
3: Yeah, I mean, you want to have a good time. Oh, we're going to have a great time. I mean, we're so blessed. Uh, the Monarch Venues is, is one of the presenters, so we're going to be upstairs in that beautiful area. Um, everything is going to be amazing. We've got Union Grill taking care of all of our catering. Christina Miller is going to help me co-host, which... Should be a lot of fun. I've tried to surround myself with as much talent as I possibly can. That's the secret. Mask That's the out, secret. Mask yeah. But, you know, um, part of this, yeah, I think there's uh, some some people who are kind of waiting to see. Okay, let's let's see how Dan does it. You know, this is our, our eighth award, my first. I took over Indy Ogden right around this time last year. Uh, so it was right after the awards. Um, I'll
2: oh, tell- I'll be judging you every second. Oh, I'm every sec starting now. <laughs> so you do you don't you don't rock pink shoes like this if you don't anticipate <laughs> getting judged. So,
3: uh, speaking though, the one thing that I didn't anticipate that I was completely unprepared for were the underlying politics of the Andy Ogden Awards. Um, There's
1: politics in awards.
3: What <laughs> in a popularity contest? What? Yeah, what a crazy concept, huh? <laughs> and you know, I just naively kind of went into this thinking.
2: They just vote. Yeah, everybody
3: voted well. And then so we had a glitch on our voting, mm-hmm. and it was like two hours. But in those two hours, it allowed people to vote multiple times from the same IP. And so mm-hmm. suddenly, you know, we're watching everything on the backside. So it was pretty easy to fix, and it was pretty easy. But, I mean, the honor system is what we wanted to go by. And I definitely didn't want to do, like, a, an email uh, registration to be able to vote. Like, I think that hampers people's desire to vote because, you know, we wanted to make it – as accessible as possible, but then we had to throw an IP like, a limit down just because Ogden wasn't playing on the honor system. Well, what?
1: You, imagine that. What? <laughs> how many categories are
3: there? 42. That's uh,
1: so many categories.
3: Well, and then we added three. So that was kind of the fun thing. Like, Mikaela okay. kind of set that precedent in, in years past. So you kept those same 42? Yeah, well, we, changed the, we went back two years because those 42 had been – around for a couple years up to that point and then you know uh had awards like you know best ogden spirit and the big one of course ogden night of the year but then she also did like last year's winner of the ogden's living room i think is, is cool yeah yeah so so we've got a couple that we're adding i'm kind of holding close to my chest but one of them is the mob award i kind of like that ah making Ogden beautiful. So oh, okay. yeah. But, you know, playing up on the I'm one of those people that kind of leans into the fact that Ogden has a notorious and nefarious past versus yeah. try to whitewash it. So
1: Oh, absolutely. Thank <laughs> you by the way.
3: Well, you know, on on a bigger point, like I think I've been hearing a lot, you guys have been hearing this a lot, what Ogden's going to be, Ogden's the next whatever and Ogden I, is what it is, man. Exactly. That's what I tried to tell everybody. Ogden's just going through a renaissance. It's just going at one point, Ogden was as big
1: as San Francisco. It was one of I the say biggest... screw change. Um, <laughs> Todd, Todd has opinions about this.
2: <laughs> well, you are strong. Well, i mean, a little bit of change is fine. Uh, You—you know, you, got to evolve. I mean, you—you're you never going to get rid of a little. You're never going to get rid of the old. I mean, I Ogden is slow to change. I mean, if we can—if we got Ogden up to like the '90s, that would be a huge step. And I mean. In such but not a way the that Ogden, not Ogden in the '90s. No, 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 no. <laughs> I just made
3: Ogden where everybody yeah. else was in the '90s.
2: Yeah, exactly. Like so. <laughs> I, I'm not too
3: concerned. On that note, as a kid who grew up here in the '90s, like we were, I had cousins who lived in New York, and it would be so funny because they'd come out here and as far as they were concerned, they were going to Alabama. Like, do you know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) And then they'd walk around. This was like late eighties, early nineties, total metal, like thrash metal looking dudes, all like metallic it out. And I can remember like heads getting turned when we were in restaurants, like, not downtown, because back then you didn't go downtown unless it was roosters to eat. Um, or
2: you're going downtown for something
3: else. Yeah, I wasn't old enough for some of that yet. <laughs> but, you know, the the, the change thing and it being inevitable, uh, I had the pleasure of growing up here. Um, but then I moved. Um, I lived in Portland for a while and moved there in about 2004, right before it kind of popped, popped. And I lived in Boulder shortly after that, kind of right before it popped, popped. And the one thing I I love about Ogden that I think are you
1: bringing pre-pop then to Ogden
3: pre-pop no yeah. no no I'm I'm coming late to this party like that <laughs> that's the beauty of it is is coming back it was like oh, oh okay Ogden like um mad respect and then you start doing the quality of life equation and you start doing the cost of living equation and you start doing all that and I think I don't know if it's common knowledge now but I I couldn't pursue what I wanted to here in this state so I had to move. Um, I didn't want to fight that uphill battle. I had the pleasure of working in a certain industry up in Oregon that is slowly and surely kind of starting to sprout, wink, wink, <laughs> uh, yeah. here, but it's still you know our, such our an uphill battle. Our
1: first one opened a uh, few last week? Well, and... Or what is that? Yeah, so it's a real... Dispenser.
3: Yeah, safe access center. I think um, it, it, it's one of those where prop two for all of its adventure that it went through unfortunately was in my opinion written for people who never would have voted voted for it and so it really you know i'm I'm coming from oregon that had one of the most liberal patient laws in the country this is no exaggeration each patient could have on their person at any time a pound and a half of cannabis so you could just be like you in, need that much Well, so some people do in this simple sense, uh, the possession limit had to be able to represent if you were a rural outdoor grower and you were only harvesting one time a year. So on that note, like you had to have like a full year in there as a half
1: was your full harvest technically,
3: (laughs) but depending on how you did it. So contrast that with here and you know, up until not too long ago, they weren't even going to going to allow, um, like flour like actual raw cannabis like everything either had to be processed or in a bubble pack or around then that's when i stopped paying attention but <laughs> so uh in the ogden awards <laughs> don't don't let me get sidetracked on that <laughs> uh next <laughs> hey, saturday you Ogden, you
2: can still carry as much vape juice as you want <laughs> Oh my gosh, it's all bubblegum flavored ugh. vape juice
3: yeah oh.
1: keep it in classy ogden <laughs> oh my god that's bad okay so you're in to Indy Ogden, how are you feeling? I'm feeling really good. You know, I have the opportunity. My job
3: is to um, promote fun things in Ogden. I yeah. mean, it doesn't really get much cooler than that.
1: Yeah. Uh, did you feel or still feel you know pressure from the brand that was built prior to you taking over, and then because I know you wanted to do and have done some some new and interesting things, but I don't know if you've you know how you felt personally.
3: So it's interesting. I've actually been told by some people that uh, we're not indie enough anymore, which is interesting to me because we're-
1: Oh, you've gone corporate, we sure. We totally yeah. sold out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's the Rolex, that's <laughs> yeah, what Yeah, I, I was gonna say, as you
3: can see by my fine clothing, we have totally sold out. But you know, uh, a big thing for me was to make indie Ogden um, more accessible, and uh, I really wanted to be r- fully representative of Ogden. And So, I,
1: has, so is, in that vein, has Slug sold out too?
3: i've got a different perception on slug i don't know if you my t-shirt right now says salt lake keeps judging like west valley doesn't exist and for me i've got how do i feel about slug i think Slug's an amazing publication i mean i read slug when i was in high school back when it was super underground and super i used to have a buddy who was like the punk ogden punk writer for slug cody brummett shout out um but i think right now uh slug is representative of of a lot of things that that are kind of happening you know Ogden's been perpetually the redheaded stepchild for sorry for being anti-ginger or, or what you know not creating a safe space in that situation but Ogden's been perpetually looked at as kind of the the rough and tumble part of Utah and there's so much about awesome that is or Ogden that is awesome that now people are realizing so I think sometimes I feel like people are trying to capitalize on Ogden versus really try to be a part of the community. Well, I,
1: I mean, so when I start, listen, we started the brand Ogden Outdoor Adventure 10 years ago. Um, and it was a, a blog, it was a radio show at first, and the idea behind Ogden Outdoor Adventure was I work, was working at the on campus at the Weber State University outdoor program, and the outdoor program had zero marketing budget. And we we have all these rentals, all these things, and these trips that the general public is more than welcome to participate in. But we couldn't, we had no way to market to the general public, and we had a hard time just getting the students to do it. And so it was like, there's a need for everybody in Ogden to know what's going on in the outdoor industry. Let's start a radio show. And ten years later, it's the Ogden Outdoor Adventure Show. Um, And then a few years into it, you know, Instagram takes hold, and then you start seeing some brands that start. Um, piggybacking that Ogden's going to be a thing and Ogden starts finding its name into different branding you know and some of it works works and still works really well and some of it felt like like you said was all right now you're just trying to take advantage of the name because I don't know how much you actually care about Ogden or if you're even from Ogden or if you're just it's just your way to try to make a buck or something I don't know um, but I think if you're and it was always uh, Michaela's vision, too, that it was genuinely trying to get the word out about what is going on in Ogden. It's, it's, it comes from a, a place that of you're just helping. We're just trying to help people figure out what's going on. And then I was looking around one day, and I thought, you know what, I think there's people doing, like, a better job at this than than me. So now we're just going to continue because I like it, you know. And But there's some other out, uh, venues that might even – you know be better at doing what we were trying to do i don't you know what i mean so it's well on that just
3: i I would disagree with you guys like disagree with you that anybody's doing it better and i think that's something that you know as creators and as um rah-rahs for the city we have to kind of keep that in in mind i don't know i mean we've had the pleasure of, of working together you guys contributed to the you know a lot to the magazine and we really appreciate that and i think all Around what you guys provide with you know Todd's experience with your experience, I would say nobody's doing it better, but people are doing it differently. And back to
2: we did we 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 raw like Emmer effers, that's entirely <laughs> what I do. There's no question about that from sunset to sundown. It feels like I, you know, I well, you know, I can no I can say that. that
3: I see you guys, and that's something that you know, I talk to with our community advertisers and just our community in general. Like We have the pleasure where at most of the Ogden Downtown Association events, we have the pleasure of being here at a lot of the Monarch events. There's a lot of community involvement, but you start seeing the same people all the time. And that's a good thing and a bad thing. And you know, we bump into each other at so many events going on here in Ogden, but that was kind of my catalyst. When I moved back to Ogden, there was a moment. I hadn't even moved back yet. Uh, what was that Flaming lip show two years ago, three years ago? the first one the Flaming lip Show? yeah, <laughs> yeah. now
1: it's like a returning event, which is the greatest thing ever but yes <laughs> <laughs> so i
3: I was at the Ogden Amphitheater, I was visiting, and I was looking around and if you would have told nineteen year old me that I was willing to get out of what I was doing up in Oregon and come back to and start a family and live in Ogden i I don't know how I would have reacted, but sitting in that moment with the f yeah Ogden and the the balloons in that moment um i don't know if you guys have ever read a book called *The alchemist by paulo Cuello. i'm probably butchering that name no have not read it but anyway we were driving home and my my partner looked at me and she's like it's a hero journey kind of story and she said oh i think ogden might be for anybody who's read the book uh your church with the with the tree so we started putting plans in place and something that i there's a great line (laughs) i'm gonna date myself there was a a band back in the 90s that used to tour through Utah, but they were a Portland band. They're called Five Fingers of Funk. Does anybody, you remember those guys? And they have a, a great line in one of their songs, it's not where you're from, it's where you're at. And, and, and that's something that I really try to stress to people because there is this kind of um, insular, you know, people who are from Ogden are really, really proud that they're from Ogden. And, and there's reasons for that. And I think there's also some wariness Maybe is that the right word about what's about to happen to Ogden as far as influx and all these Midwesterners? <clears throat> no, I'm just joking. But
2: I've been in Utah since like '93. <laughs> <laughs> you're legit. So, but but that's my point
3: is, uh, you know, if if you're here, if you're participating, if you're trying to make Ogden better, you're on, you're an Ogdenite, and it doesn't matter, in my opinion, how long you've been here. Um, Mikaela had a vision that I think was really, really um, specialist, somebody who had fallen in love love with Ogden from coming from another place and realizing that Ogden was missing a few things that other places have. And uh, she used social media platforms and blogs to be able to create that outreach that you guys initially did with your radio show. And the realization that I had after moving back is, for example, if I'm living in Portland, I go out to a bar and if we want to go to a bar after that, there's a Willamette week sitting on the, the table, similar to like the Salt Lake weekly. There's something that lets people know what's going on. And I noted that we didn't have that in a printed form mm-hmm. in, in Ogden. And that was my big um, drive to, to take over Indy Ogden. Now Indy Ogden, I am contrary to just about everything that Michaela is <laughs> and represents as far as uh, style panache, like all that kind of stuff. I am not, I'm in a flannel, some grubby jeans and some pink Adidas and uh to me though what's really important is is I have a love for Ogden and I have a passion for the fact that Ogden is such a special place I can That's remember the same thing and yeah. um I can remember, you know, forever. (laughs) One of my favorite stories is I'm up in a safe access center up in Portland, and this, and I'm talking. And this lady's finally like, if you love Ogden so much, why do you live in Portland? And I just gestured broadly, (laughs) like, um, (laughs) this, but you know i I lived in la for a little while and everybody called me utah like i've carried this like ogden is such a representation of who i am
1: Utah's not the worst nickname
3: by the no way. it really isn't like it's point break dude right, 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 right. <laughs> but it, it, it's something where if you really look at what makes ogden different and i think it's a couple things and one of them is is accessibility and i can't stress that enough i've coffee break. Sorry about that. I was starting to get uh, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't want the lip smack to happen. But the accessibility on every level whether it's city government or it's people here we are sitting in the the monarch and, and I use this as a representation a lot. Like Thane's a developer. Thane's doing amazing things here in the city of Ogden on a level where if you were in a place like Portland or if you were in a place like Boulder that's a multinational corporation that has a 1-800 number if you have any complaints? I'm not going to do this to him. But if you really wanted to talk to Thane, one of the beauties about Ogden is like he's got an office right over there. Like you could go knock on his door. Show sure, up at the Monarch, yeah. <laughs> ask for hey, is
1: Thane around? Like yeah.
3: Well, and but to to contrast that with any other place, I mean that isn't how other places work. Like the 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 ratio of mom and pop shops, the litter of street as far as 25th Street is concerned, the the level of accessibility from everything from activism to art here in the nine rails district is amazing. Like if you want to get involved in something in Ogden, if you have a passion for it, like it's easily accessible. Like the people who are running that scene or the people who are the movers and shakers in that scene for the most part are really open to, to helping people out.
1: Well, I want to see Indie Ogden thrive. Uh, Everyone should go. Tickets are available now for the, yeah.
3: real quick. And I'm sorry, I got sidetracked. So uh, you can go onto our website, indieogdenutah.com. Grab your tickets as soon as you can because they're about to sell out. Our 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 max up there is only 450, and we're getting close to that.
1: Voting's been long
3: over, right? Voting. So we we open up nominations in November, and then voting went mm-hmm. December through January. Um, the event, though, next Sunday is going to be really, or next Saturday, March 14th, is going to be a lot of fun. It's Oscar themed, and so what we're encouraging people to do, if you're tired of the, the whole black tie, come dress as your favorite Oscar-winning movie, like. Um, bring multiple <laughs>
1: So I have a costume idea I'm gonna be I would like to be Leo and Kate but, Both at but the same like, time? At the same time But like yeah I could I'd have to be just the one And then like make the other You know like a doll or something no
3: do the split do the old school the split split, the split, down, split the down the middle and have a like i don't carry, want to see that at all
2: <laughs> carry
3: like <laughs> oh, a yeah, door carry a door and like a notebook <laughs> i would
1: love to come with leo and kate oh my god it'd be amazing
3: <laughs> it was great i was talking a to my little boat <laughs> little,
1: oh. <laughs> <I'm> like, just <laughs> and randomly
3: yell i'm the king of the world throughout the yeah. evening that'd be so fantastic and that's something you know uh the beauty of the india ogden awards is they're not that stuffy kind of black tie last year was uh, how the West was won. the year before that we did superheroes that we're, we're really kind of encouraging that, um, their
1: entertainment as well. As well, yeah. Know?
3: So, uh, Christina Miller is going to be my co host And if uh, you don't know who she is, she runs a uh, poet flow. She She's also not boring, <laughs> not in the slightest. That's yeah. what I'm really excited about. And then we've got, uh, an improv troupe that's going to do some fun stuff. And then, uh, a musical performance that I'm actually kind of excited about. And I think, other people will be, too. Um, uh, I don't want to give that away, though, okay. if that's okay. So uh, here, March 14th. Right. March 14th. Yep, four fifty-five. 55 Tickets East, are how much? 20, uh, 60 bucks, and that includes an awesome dinner and a show Ooh, and a grab bag. Yes. Yeah. Nice. And and the dinner is, we just put the menu together. It's got um, amazing stuff from the Union Grill. Five Wives is going to have a, a bunch of awesome Oscar-themed um uh, cocktails and roosters is going to have some beer. Open bar ish. I uh, no, you got to pay for it. What? <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I can't. <laughs> I can't support everybody else's right. alcohol right, 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 But right. at the same time, uh, we're not going to be gouging for drinks. And uh, there's going to be an after party uh, starting around ten ten thirty. DJ Bryson is going to be DJing that. and really, Yep. And nice. we're going to have a photo booth from the fifth floor and nice. uh, uh, Stacy Larson with the with Ogden's Dog and Click. So we're really excited about that. Um, got some cool stuff going because, like, musician of the year was a really interesting um, uh, category. Uh, the late great Joe McQueen was up, and uh, we're we're not pre-announcing awards, but. Uh, Joe McQueen, <laughs> good luck running against that guy last year, right? Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, we've got a special guest who's going to be ex- uh, uh, coming to see. I have to, that's my hardest part, is I'm such loose lips, like, yeah, no, we got to stop you. <laughs> yes, please.
1: So, get um, your tickets now. Yep, on our website. On the website. Sweet. Indy Ogden, Thank and you. And hopefully,
2: this will be the last of the people that are left in Ogden to check out the Monarch as well. This gives <laughs> you an opportunity to check it
3: out. Oh, on, on the that note, Come check out uh, the following Sunday. We've got our indoor swap meet going on upstairs, and those are a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, you've done two so far?
3: Yeah, dude. Last yeah. time we had 40-plus vendors. Almost nice. 400 people showed up throughout the day, and we've got the best damn tacos in Ogden from Whippy and Fritz. <laughs> and best damn tacos. And uh, what's really cool about this one, uh, uh, not this one, but the next one on in April, Nurture the Creative Mind, is going to be doing uh, DJs for us. So they got some kid DJs. Who, They're
1: kicking out some kid DJs down t-
3: there. You know, uh, Amir does some amazing things down there that building.
1: That's pretty cool. Well, more on the docket, and this is uh, will be uh, on the adventure tip here. Uh, Daniel, thank you so much.
3: I feel honored to be here. Thank you, guys. Uh,
1: Thanks for Indi- coming by. Yeah, Indy Ogden and Indy Ogden Awards and the magazine, The Next Issue is coming out soon as well, right? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Okay. Yep. Next up on the docket, so what's today? The 4th, 5th? 5th, Thursday. Yeah, already okay. into the 5th. Uh, this weekend at Snow Basin on Saturday is the demo day to benefit Ogden Valley Adaptive Sports, so if you want to – Try new skis, snowboards, head up to Snow Basin this weekend. It's a benefit for the Ogden Valley Adaptive Sports. Um, Snow Basin from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. Uh, the 12th through the 14th is a women's camp up at Snow Basin. The 14th, there's a lot going on because we've got the Indy Ogden Awards that night. But also it's the Pall Terrain Park Jam up at Powder Mountain from 9 a.m. to 3.30. The 21st is the Striders Winter Race Circuit 10-Miler. Starts at the Ice Sheet. And the first ever Ogden Urban Adventure Race. That is the East Bench Shoreline. So you run like the parts of the 10-miler, you do the East Bench shoreline, mountain bike, and then you paddle the Ogden River. That's insane. From 8 a.m. to noon. Yes, it's the first ever Ogden Urban Adventure Race on the 21st. Also on the 21st, the Viking Cup Rail Jam at Nordic Valley, and the one of our favorites, uh, the Bird House, Build a birdhouse competition at the Ogden Nature Center. The exhibit, I think is their 95th year. It's, <laughs> I thought it was their 121st. Well, but, it might uh, be something like that. 9 a.m. Yeah. to 4 p.m. there on the 21st, so a lot happening. Uh, write this one down and do not miss the Ogden Climbing Festival is back April 10th through the 11th, and that'll be here at the Monarch as well. Well, the 10th will be at the front, and then, the 11th, and then we go to the Boulder Field, and we hang out, and then we'll do the uh, evening here at the Monarch on the 11th. So yeah, that's what's coming up uh in the news, in the news. So it hasn't snowed forever. But anticipated closing dates. Nordic Valley is always to be determined. Snow Basin's April twelfth. And Powder Mountain is also April twelfth. Salt Lake. Let's see, what's the one that's open the latest? Well, Brighton and Solitude have the nineteenth. And then hmm, Snowbird is June twenty first. June 21st for Snowbird. So if you want to keep skiing into the summer, uh, you'll have to cruise down to Snowbird for that. On local news, and this is, I don't know why this is, I don't know how this happens. It disgusts me. DWRs, according to KSL, asks for the public help in finding poachers who killed six bull elk in Summit County. Six. And they, horns attached, antlers attached, um, no meat taken. They just straight up shoot them. Uh, elk was found with a 22 caliber rifle wound, small caliber, which would have led to a slow, painful death for these animals, according to John Nowalski, a Silver Creek resident who's part of the group offering reward for information to the DWR. Yeah, this is really a sad deal. I don't know why. Well, and I and those people are sick in the head, poachers. Like they're just killing to the kill. There's no with
3: a 22 on an elk. That yeah. is so disgusting.
1: Not okay uh coronavirus is causing a freeze dried food freak out it was so funny we had somebody order from gear 30 like a boatload of mountain house i was like that's weird who's going camping this didn't even cross my mind like didn't even cross my mind until i saw this article from outside magazine that backpacking food company mountain house has taken the unusual step of temporarily shutting down its website in order to deal with the skyrocketing demand in the wake of pandemic fears from the coronavirus Uh, According to Outside, in early January, Oregon freeze-dry, which owns backpacking food maker Mountain House, noticed online sales starting to pick up. Employees weren't that surprised because they'd seen sales increase during the SARS outbreak in 2002 and during the uh, after natural disasters like hurricanes. But then on January 30th, after the World Health Organization declared a global emergency, sales spiked again on last Tuesday when the CDC told Americans that the coronavirus is a matter of when and not if, Things went nuts, and they had to actually shut down the website because they couldn't keep up.
2: Utah is a people of preppers, and so I, <laughs> well, I, apparently I they think, weren't
1: prepping enough. Because <laughs> well,
2: maybe maybe the rest of the state. Yeah. I think I think there's a there's a lot of the people that are. Uh, what's the what's the amount that you're supposed to be prepped for? Well, you should two years, a, two weeks.
1: I don't know. You should one have years, a week or two. I mean, at least I think the CDC is like a week, two weeks, or something. Just. If you Go think buy about some it. mac and cheese and ramen,
3: uh, Utah's a place to beans. be in a, in, 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 a natural disaster or in a, a, a virus outbreak, yeah. Yeah. all your neighbors are stocked. They should be. <laughs> well, apparently they're not
1: because the uh, Sam's in, and Costco had a run on last weekend, according to local news outlets, but on toilet paper too, which is and water, which we don't need to be buying water folks. Uh, now if you want to travel, cause this is an outdoor show, we're traveling. I do have some tips, five tips to guide your travel plans uh, during this this virus outbreak. Uh, number one, plan for the worst and don't travel if you are sick. Realize that in the event of an outbreak in an area, a hotel can be placed under quarantine. A city can be sealed off and flights can be canceled, trains held at borders, etc. So be prepared for interruptions. Stay informed. This doesn't mean you're your buddy on Instagram, this means go to the World Health <laughs> Organization website and the Centers of Disease Control, the CDC's websites, to get the actual updated information. Also, finally, or third, uh, travel insurance, which you can't buy now p- because it's kind of a mess right now, but it had you bought it before January 31st. <laughs> uh, That would have been a good idea. Um, However, experts at World Nomads and Global Rescue told us that their teams will still work to help any travelers changes and coordinate any medical needs due to travel disruptions from coronavirus. So keep World Nomads and Global Rescue on your mind. Don't stigmatize anyone. Actual conversation somebody heard was, um, hey, so do you think we should cancel our holiday to northern Italy next week? I heard the coronavirus is crazy there. Quote, no, it's fine. All we have to do is avoid Chinese people. End quote. Um. Yeah. No. That's not how it works, people. That's anybody can get coronavirus. It doesn't discriminate. So don't stigmatize. And then finally, stay aware and practice excellent hygiene. Uh, wash your hands. Is that the most concerning part for everybody else?
3: That people have to be reminded this hard, this a, frequently to wash their damn hands.
1: So a friend of mine who uh, actually was worked with me at for the 22 ra- seconds radio station. We were State when we started, it gave the approval for Ogden outdoor adventure show to launch, posted a picture of his local Walmart. And it has like, it's like the soap aisle. And all the soap is gone. And he's like, I'm not sure what, what concerns me more, but yeah, it's like, so apparently all these people weren't, weren't. washing yeah, them, <laughs> <laughs> washing their hands before. Or what's the uh, is a good uh, reminder. The Let's take this as a good reminder.
2: <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So kick it in. Is, and let me let me say there's one thing that um, that maybe think about taking a cruise later on, because as somebody who has worked hmm. on two cruise ships um, at, at the height of health, meaning that there was no situation, uh, cruise ships are like floating Petri dishes. They were and they always will be. Um, and so
1: just take that into consideration. My in-laws are in the Bahamas right now. Cruise shipping around, man. Have there's some time. people that are
2: so, I don't want to say addicted to it, but I mean, there's nothing that's going to shoot them off of there. Like I cruise this time and this time and I got oh, this yeah. plan and this yeah. plan and power to him, but just know uh, as somebody who would just, I mean, I somehow managed to stay healthy, but I think that's because I was about the healthiest I'd been at those times for that reason and younger.
1: Yeah, that probably helps a little bit. Yeah. So will China close Everest? The outbreak, this is on, uh, it's called the Adventure Blog. The outbreak of the the novel coronavirus in China could have a significant impact on the upcoming spring climbing season in the Himalaya as the virus continues to spread to more countries and claim more lives. The severity of the threat that it poses could become more evident now with scores of climbers from around the world preparing to head to the Himalaya in uh, just a month's time. Questions abound as to whether or not China will close down the eight, 1,000-meter peaks located inside Tibet, including, including Everest. So far, Chinese officials have been mum, mum, I love that word, mum, about their plans for the spring season. So we'll see. dun dun, dun. Um, Last week, we talked about Colin O'Brady, who's in trouble because he cheated his crossing of Antarctica. And now, a week later, more than fifty leading adventurers, including Will Steger, Conrad Anker, John Krakauer, have released. Never heard A plea for truth, yeah, for integrity and adventure. Meaning they're they're like, yeah, this dude's full of crap.
3: So I'm sorry, I'm not privy. So he he like he cut the corner, like he.
1: Yeah, there was a big article in National Geographic, an expose on adventurer Colin O'Brady and his claim that to be the first uh, to cross or the fastest to cross Antarctica unsupported. And they're like, yeah, n- no.
3: So, so unsupported no. meaning it was just him out there?
1: Just him out there, but he used a... Uh, like a, a shortcut? A shortcut and, and like a road, essentially. Um, so, yeah, more than 50 of the world's leading polar explorers, guides, and adventure specialists released a joint statement declaring their support for the recent National Geographic article detailing Colin O'Brady's false claims about his 2018 crossing of a portion of Antarctica. The in-depth article published on February 3rd quoted a variety of experts stating O'Brady misled the media and public about... Th- so, I mean, he was on late-night talk shows. You you get sponsors and money. Totally. and um, Just like the Houston Astros, man, they cheated. You cheat, but until you get busted, you get a... But it was just him out there. You get to keep the cars, you know? So, still, what he did
2: was something that like nobody else could have done. Uh, but 900, it was still incredibly dirty. badass, yeah. but he just lied about the don't extent lie. of it. Listen, folks, don't. I lie. still would have been impressed with what he did if he no, had just th- done that. Think right. about
3: how often that's the case. I mean, Barry Bonds is a perfect example. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but on that, like, so he's just out there literally in the middle of nowhere. And he's like, oh, I think I'm just going to go around it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> is, is, is that
3: yeah, true? he he purposely chose
1: a, a shortcut, sort of a, and, and then made a lot of money off of that. If you know who I am,
3: I'm I'm an, a, a round person, and I can kind of relate to that. Probably, <laughs> like
2: <laughs> these stories do pop up every now and again. Where, you know, their feat is already quite impressive, but just pushing it to that next level of expectation or whatever. Because he
3: was trying to do it faster, right? Is that uh, unsupported? Okay. Yeah. Well, now we know why he wanted to be unsupported, because yeah. he was going to take a shortcut. <laughs> Listen,
1: no selfies. Yeah. No if selfies. that was intended the whole yeah. time. Exactly. <laughs> I'm sorry. Big Gear Show is coming to Salt Lake this year, and they are claiming to be zero waste, zero waste within three years, um, which is pretty cool. So the let's big... hope it lasts three years. <laughs> launches in Salt Lake City this summer has a very bold sustainability plan. and aiming to be zero waste within three years in terms of waste management. I didn't know this though that the, um, what's the name of that building down there? Convention Center. Gallivan Center. Well, it's the old Salt Palace. They call it the Palace still, or Salt Palace. Uh, yeah, Salt Palace is a Silver LEED certified building that generates 17% of the power they consume through a vast solar array on the roof. Ooh, yeah. that's cool. So that helps offset. This, but yeah, there we'll see. We'll see if they can do it. Power, power to them. <laughs> yeah a day for jake remind uh writing to remember there's a global day of snowboarding to celebrate li- the legacy of jake burton carpenter in honor of jake the following resorts are offering free lift passes on march 13th 2020 and there's you got to click on the link to figure out which ones they are um but if you want to know i don't think there's any around here though woodward big sky um stratton vermont Snowqualmy. none in utah but if you're out and about and want you know worth checking out it's a, called a dayforjake.com a dayforjake.com finally in the news antarctica is bleeding speaking of antarctica and we had a show called uh, blood snow i think it was a couple of years ago because what happens in certain areas of the world when it warms the temperatures heat up and this weird algae starts to form on the snow where it, uh, you know it's typically green but it turns red as it absorbs heat normally live or they normally live in freezing water and lie dormant across the continent but then when it heats up the blood red algae phenomenon kicks off and it looks like antarctica is bleeding from the snow itself it's kind of weird man you can find some pictures i found this at unofficial network uh, the bleeding is happening is weird so that's all i have in the news something worth listening to a survival's guilt in the mountains this is a a story in the new yorker alpinists are intimately familiar with death and grief a therapist thinks he can address the unique needs of all these elite athletes now this is cool because they have this guy can read man he's got a great voice this they have an audio version of the story that you can just listen to push play but I don't, nothing's happening I don't know why anything's happening listen to this article well I was listening to it at one point what's going on? yeah I don't know what's going on oh man that's too bad because it's got he's got like the greatest voice we'll link it yeah we'll have to link it. it but it is worth listening and or worth reading because you can read it if you want but if you don't want to take the time to read it you can just listen to this guy talk about it it's Read it for you.
3: There are no Whoa. old, bold
1: climbers. So no.
3: far,
0: Canyon, a popular outdoor. I wanted Allegra, before this, this is where I left it off. I think what
1: happens is it world 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 world. won't let me rewind it to the beginning because it, it talks about Conrad Anchor. And, and anyway, it it's pretty cool, but if you're During looking for a way, like if of you've had a friend who has passed and you're familiar with that death and in, in grief, it's um, it may be something like that. you said it says survivor's guilt? Survivor's guilt in the mountains. Yeah. Yeah. Also worth reading. This is an adventure journal. Gertrude Benham couldn't stop climbing mountains and walking entire continents. She is a historical badass. Uh, At the age of 36, she began climbing in the Canadian Rockies because at home in England, she couldn't do it. So when she came out here, she started doing it and didn't stop. And there's this long article on all the things that she did a very long time ago, like in 1908. So uh, it's a pretty cool story. It's a historical badass that is worth reading. Uh, In the Gear 30 segment, use promo code OOE at checkout and save 12% on your purchase. There's a lot on clearance right now. So the new product that I teased at the start of the show from Patagonia is a wood stove. Yes, a portable wood stove. Because Yvonne Schnard wanted one, so they built one. Um, consumers know Patagonia mostly for high-tech apparel and soft good, goods, but its latest product announcement is decidedly old school and named simply the Patagonia Wood-Burning Stove. It's a small wood-burning, like a cook stove, um, long-standing mainstay of hikers, bushcrafters, and general out, outdoors. Well, Patagonia didn't have one. I will Patagonia pay, has one now. I will
2: pay no less than $3,000 for this stove. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so Gear Juggie put it to the test. You can read about it. I think they said, well, it's, you know, there's drawbacks. It's You got to go find the dry sticks. You got to make your little fire. It's a literally wood-burning stove. You got to stoke it while you're trying to make your water boil. So Good luck finding wood in the woods. Oh, it's so difficult. Yeah. yeah. Uh. Anyway, they'll have a new... Yeah. <laughs> How's it look? It's badass. It's Patagonia.
2: It's cool is it, looking. Is it like sort of packable? Is it drivable? How big is it?
1: Yeah. It's cool here. I'll show. I'll turn the computer around so our price? podcasters can see it. Ooh. Um, oh, it's small. Yeah. It's no. tiny. Yeah. Tiny. Because you okay. So it's like little, a camping size type yeah, thing. Yeah. It's backpacking. It's for. It's for travel. It's for backpacking. It. Um, but you're not relying on on gas. Or, no. No gas. Know. Right. Right. This is you're relying on nature to fuel your. That's fun actually not a bad idea. In. So that is your your thirty segment. Um, and then finally, my lands, my lands in a in a turn for the good. Uh, the current administration has decided to fully fund something that where they were trying to cut 97 percent of the land and water conservation fund uses oil and gas revenue to fund a variety of conservation efforts, such as securing land for parks. But the administration suggest, oh had suggested cutting its funding by as much as 97 percent year after year. Um, however, uh, there's been a renewed call now to fully fund, um, the land and water conservation fund. So, uh, they actually, Congress had had denied the cuts originally, um, which is good, which is great. And, but now, but they couldn't get the full 900 million to fund it. Uh, and now, uh, the Trump administration is calling for the full 900 to be funded from Congress. So we'll see how that goes, but that's it's a good turn. So for our conservation efforts, um, especially for land and water, and it's that's the power of government working when you have a divided. When one says no and one says yes, and then hey, maybe in the end someone will change their mind. So that's that's a good thing. It's our my land segment quote of the week. It is surmounting of difficulties that makes heroes. It is the surmounting of difficulties that makes heroes from Kossuth. Thank you to Banyan One powering today's. 353rd episode. Salute on that. That's really cool, guys. Thank you so much. Outdoor Adventure Show. Look for us on Facebook, Instagram, iTunes, Spotify, thebandingcollective.com, and on Podbean. Want to chat with us? Want to be on the show? Have ideas for us? DM us on Instagram, at Ogden Adventure. Also, you can uh, chat with Indy Ogden anytime you want. Just at Indy Ogden on Instagram, right? Absolutely. Yeah, Indy Ogden on Instagram. Sifting through hours of crappy music so that you don't have to. Uh, this week's Outdoor Jukebox is uh, one of the greatest names ever. Toots in the Maytals. Pressure drop. Mm, mm, it's feeling good. You know why? It's like sunny and summery outside. Jamon. Spring is coming. John people are starting say. to smile. They are smiling a little bit more. I uh. saw people in t-shirts walking around downtown this morning. So it's fantastic. Uh John Muir would say, the mountains are calling and we must go. Let's go.